Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion email edition for July 17th, 2007. I'm your host, Pete Werner, and we have, as usual, we have, I think this was this past week was the busiest email week mm. oh, God. We've, we've ever had. It was unbelievable. Um, it was crazy. Well, after last week's podcast, Corey and I received something in the mail from Aussie John for everyone. That's right. We did receive uh, uh, one of our uh, one of our regular listeners down in uh, down under mm-hmm. in uh, Sydney, Australia. John sent us um, really a beautiful uh, coffee. The table. The photographs in there are incredible. An incredible coffee table book on Australia, and uh, along with a picture inside, a picture of his uh, picture of his family. Mm-hmm. And a very nice note to and all a, of us. And a beautiful note to all of us. So I just wanted to say thank you to John on behalf of all of us here. He did the book himself? No, no. Well, no, no. <laughs> it's a famous Australian photographer, Ken Duncan. Oh, as long as we're saying hello to people. Hello, Anthony. <laughs> hello, Anthony. So, well, thank you very much, John. We really do appreciate that. It was very nice, and we certainly encourage all of our listeners to go ahead and send us gifts. Um, <laughs> Please. If you want to stay out of our hate speeches, send us gifts from where you're from. If you don't want me to yell at you on the show, you can you find our clothes sizes listed on the podcast page. That's not true. Well, you know what's funny, Peter? We got something in the, our box that said you have a package, and I knew that it was from Australia because at the bottom, instead of U.S., it said A.U. And I'm like, Corey, this is from somebody in Australia. It's got to be from one of our fans, somebody that I had sent something to because I would put our address as the return. And sure enough, I was right. Wow. That's really cool. That's, That's cool. really cool. Very nice. Thank you, John. It's a beautiful book. It's an absolutely beautiful book. Thank you, John. It was very nice. Yeah, I didn't want to share it with y'all. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you... Um, it's funny. So if you, if you want to uh, if you, if you want to send us an email, you can do so. Podcast at www.info.com or fill out the form on our podcast main page, which is podcast.wdwinfo.com. And if we read your email on our show, we'll send you a Diz Unplugged t-shirt, and you will also be entered in a, for a chance to uh, win one of those 30 prizes that we have in those envelopes. So, so. And some of the emails might not get read the same week that you send them. Yeah. Or it's, at all. It's, <laughs> or at all. But it's, it, more likely, it's more likely that if we're going to read your email, you probably sent it a few weeks ago. Because we uh, do some research into some of the stuff. Well, what we try and do is, is you know, we, we, we try and answer as many of them as we can. Sometimes they're redundant. We get a lot of the similar questions or... Um, but we try and read as many of them as we can possibly get into a reasonably timed show. We could easily, I'm not exaggerating, we could easily do three hours every week just on emails. Um, but we would all drop dead. Mm-hmm. So We also try and answer the ones that have the broadest appeal. I mean, some of them are very specific. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's, um, let's go ahead and get started. I've got one I'm going to read uh, from Terry in Vancouver, British Columbia. I just love your podcast. You are not sucking up to Disney like many other podcasts do. Here is my question. Why don't you ever talk about other podcasts? Do you feel that you are in competition with them? Do you feel that you are very different from them? How do you see yourself among the other podcasts? I'm, I'm being, I'll just be real honest with you, Terry. I, I don't think too much about it. I, to answer your question, why don't I talk about other podcasts? Uh, there really hasn't been a compelling reason. So far, they don't really have anything to if do. We with don't us. listen to them. It's hard to talk about. You know, I and I don't. Um, I, I honestly, I, I don't listen. I don't listen to any of the other Disney podcasts as a um, intentionally. Intentionally, I, I really try and I like whatever ideas I come up with for the show to be genuine. I'm not saying that the ideas I come up with are ex- you know exclusive to our show. That other people haven't come up with the same ideas, but 
I like the ideas to at least be genuine from me that I'm not listening to somebody else mm-hmm. and ripping them off. We don't want to be influenced. Um, I don't want to be influenced right. anymore That's than right. necessary. I, I don't and it's not because I it's not because I, I I'm not trying to be in, the, in any way, shape, or form disparaging uh, to any other Disney podcast. There are a lot of them out there, and a lot of these uh, podcasters put every bit as much work, if not more, into the shows that they do as we do. Um, I know how much work it is. We know how much work it is. So I have nothing but respect. For anybody right. who Most sits definitely. down on a regular basis to do something like this, it has made, I think, the Disney fan community uh, better and better informed. Like I said, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, it's not that I have anything against other podcasts. Do I consider myself in competition with them? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't look at what we do on the site um, as being competitive, per se. I'm aware that. There are a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other websites, and I, main, I, I remain aware that they're out there, but I, I really do try and focus solely on you know what, what my site needs, what my listeners or my visitors have expressed to me through either feedback or emails or on the boards, what it is they want to see, what kind of content they want, what kind of content they want in the show, what kind of content they want on the, on the site. That's really where my focus tends to be. I'm not going to say I don't look at other websites or I don't, you know, check out what's going on. I do, but I just don't get myself into some, like, competitive hole where that's all I'm focused on and I'm competing, competing, competing. My job is to try and make my site, to pay attention to what's in front of me and make my site as good as I can make it. So, I hope um, I hope that answers your question. Um, I just, I was a really interesting question. I wanted to, I wanted to answer it. That's one we haven't gotten before. Mm-hmm. So, Who's, uh, who's next? I'm going to go next. Bob. Uh, I have one from Steve in, in New York. And uh, he listens to our podcast weekly. He, he's asking for some information on Christmas in July, but I think we're covering a lot of that. And I want to jump down to the, uh, to the part where he's looking to uh, – he's, he's – Challenging how much time that we're saying. We're saying 60 minutes to 90 minutes to travel from Pop Century to uh, to the Poly. And I, using Disney transportation. Using Disney transportation. And he, he's saying that he can easily get it done in 20 minutes to 40 minutes. And I, I took Steve's challenge. And where we are here, I actually went to Pop Century. Okay. And I didn't use Cotcam. I was a walker and I um I actually ran the time. And we did we uh, I myself and Mike, my friend did the did the trip and uh I just want to report what I what I found and we're we're all patiently waiting. Okay. <laughs> it's taking 60 to 90 minutes to really? get the explanation just, out. <laughs> okay. The first thing you have to understand is... I could walk to the Magic Kingdom from here quicker than you're getting this information out. Okay. Uh, First thing you have to understand is we're trying to give you an approximate time. How long did it take? (laughs) I'm dying to know. It took me 70 minutes. 70 minutes. By going on the bus and getting on the monorail. Okay? Now, Mike went on the bus with me, and he took the boat from the boat launch in front of the Magic Kingdom and went over. And he made it in 79 minutes. So what time of day did you do this? We did it. 
we we arrived at the bus stop at one thirty-seven. And this the is bus very specific. At the, at the, well, <laughs> no, you should see Pop this. Century. I can see everything is in detail. Okay, is we arrived. We arrived at one thirty-seven. <laughs> the bus arrived at one forty-nine. That Abbott and Costello were on the bus. No, no, no. <laughs> There's some interesting things. And if that, you know these oh, two, hold on, hold on. Really let, him, let him let him finish. There's some interesting things you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bus arrives and it loads, but you have to remember that there's a lot of people that are using e. ECV vehicles, not as opposed to EVCs that I use. Very good, Bob. Okay. And it took nine minutes to load the bus. Just nine minutes to get the EVCs or whatever off the bus and the new ones on the bus. And there were three of them at the time we were there. So the bus got there at 149, but it didn't leave till 158. So if you also take into consideration that your time doesn't start when you get to the bus stop. Your time starts when you start from your room. So you can have a five to ten minute walk to get to the bus stop. So you have to add that in when you're allowing for transportation. Okay? Now, there's a, something I just found out on this trip that Pop Century, there's 18 bus stops at the Magic Kingdom. 18 bus stops at the Magic Kingdom? 18 bus Each has an individual bus stop. And Pop each Century resort. is number 18. Okay? Which is almost right next to the contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, he's not. He's not. Well, it's no, true. Now, it's just funny now, about it. There's eighteen. Okay, it took us eighteen minutes to get from Pop Century when they pulled out to the Magic Kingdom bus stop eighteen. So that's eighteen more minutes to walk to the Magic Kingdom bag check is another six minutes, just from that bus stop. And I was walking along with other people. There were other people behind me, so I wasn't the slowest. So it took six minutes for that. Uh, to get to the boat dock, it, it would have taken seven minutes. And I walked up to the monorail, and it took me – I'm not good at hills. So it took me ten minutes to get from stop 18 to the monorail, to get on the monorail. And the final, I got there at 2.40 at Ohana's by the monorail. So I left it. I started my thing – Make him believe I simulated leaving a room at one thirty, and <laughs> at two two forty. You simulated. Can I please go and Bob simulated leaving the room, right? <laughs> you simulated leaving the room at one thirty. Yes. Okay. How do you simulate leaving a room? You go over you think near. About it. You, you go over near a room. You go. Oh, honest to God. He's you go over near a room. Well, you sit in your and house you say, and you make okay, at I the hotel. That door. I'm, I'm going to I'm simulate. Leaving the, I'm leaving oh, the door. Gotcha. You know, he was touching other people's hotel room doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. And then yeah, I walked to the bus stop. One. So the whole thing started at one thirty and it ended at two forty for me. But Mike took to two forty nine. Well, so. I would I would say that to anybody who doubts the sixty to ninety minute rule, this this is not new. This is Mm-mm. Disney this, says this. This has been common general knowledge, I think, um, for vacationing at Disney World if you're using bus transportation that you have to build in. There may be occasions where you get someplace within twenty to forty minutes. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm right. just saying it's not likely. Right. Uh, you may have gotten this guy may have gotten lucky and he got where he needed to go in 20 minutes. You know minutes. there's there's the thing where you know the stars align and you've got all the things the bus shows up on time and the monorail's right there when you that's, need it. It's not crowded. That's and, that's what I wrote down. When we were doing this we were taking all the notes and everything. There's lucky world and then there's real world. Yeah. 
And this guy got lucky. Steve, is that like road rules? Was in Lucky World. When, and I'm sure it happens, but if you happen to hit it as the 3 o'clock parade ends and you go to get on your monorail, you're going to be waiting maybe two or three monorails to get a monorail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you uh, just miss the bus and the buses, I mean, there were we saw three buses that came from Pop Century, so uh, they have it every 20 minutes. It's about what they're shooting for. So... That's good. So I just have to say one more thing. Pop Century has the best arcade on property now. Oh, really? It is huge, and it's got some of the old games in there. Oh, you got to go check it out. Yeah, and it's really cool. So that's cool. – I also took video, but we have to edit it. Well, thank you, Mr. Varley. That was uh – that was that, that, that was, was definitely report. that was definitely going uh, going all out yeah, to uh, prove a sure. point. So that's awesome. Good appreciate, job, Bob. Appreciate the detail. Oh, he even gives me a copy. Wow. <laughs> well, that's for the Steve wanted. <laughs> oh, he t-shirt. made me a so copy. Can, Thank yeah, you. So Steve can get a T-shirt. <laughs> that's for the plane ride. <laughs> simulated. All right, who's uh, who'd like to go next? Uh, well, I'll just go. Oh, it's going to go. We're going in order. Okay. Uh, Chris from Greenwood, Indiana. Uh, he was shocked to hear recently that I had ridden Soren. Uh, this le- leads me to the question. On a weekly, monthly basis, how much time do each of you spend on property? Bob's comments make it sound like he goes quite a bit. Well, Bob does go quite Yeah, I a think bit. Bob is probably the there most. more than any of us. Um, the reason I have only recently ridden Soren is because every time that we've ever been to Epcot, we don't go until after lunchtime. Fast passes are gone, and I don't wait 75 minutes in a line. I live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do not play in the parks like real tourists. You yeah, know, we play in the parks like Floridians. Right. So... And we don't go for the whole day. We'll go for a few hours, right. maybe walk around. We hit, we have other things on our mind. We and have an if, agenda. If Soren is 75 minutes, we walk right past it. Well, maybe next time. Maybe mm-hmm. next yeah. time. So, and, and we don't go in July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you Unless guys want to. we're forced to. Exactly. I know that Corey and I go at least two to three times a month. Yeah, I would say closer to three. Yeah. I'm there one, at least once a week. Right. I think we're on property a couple times a week. I don't yeah. know that we're in theme parks. Right. A couple of times a week. Yeah, and I'm probably I'm probably the worst to everybody. Um, <laughs> um, I'm maybe well, it depends. I mean, if we're going to count Universal, then yeah, probably about once a week. Um, but you know, Disney, it depends. It, it depends on what's going on. If there's exactly. a reason for me to be down there, I go down. Uh, it's not like you know, I just like get up on a Wednesday and like, oh, I'm going to go hang out in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, Kingdom we spent today. a whole week over there last month. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I mean, also it just it depends. Yeah, we, we also have different. I, what, I don't want to say responsibilities. Yeah, we do. What we do as far as work and what we right. do is for this in preparation for this podcast, we go in different directions. So, okay, thanks, Chris. Oh well, thank you very much. All right, I had an email from uh, Vance from Arlington, Texas. He uh, he's actually a Dreams Unlimited travel client, and he wants to say yay to Kathy. Um, she's awesome. He wants to know our ideas, specifically me and Julie, um, if he should go to uh, the Epcot Boardwalk area. After, like, MGM. Is Vance an ageist? <laughs> I think he is. That's it's hate speech. Hate speech, Vance. Hate speech, Vance. Well, him and his wife are coming at the end of September, and he wants to know if he, um, if it's worth the trip to go over to the boardwalk area after, say, a, a day at MGM or Epcot. He uh, also said that they were close to our age, so that's why they asked. Yeah. They weren't being rude, hopefully. Personally, I'm a fan of the whole Epcot Resort area. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like the entire area. We both and do. if, if yeah, you don't sure. have kids, I mean... You, 
go to Jelly Rolls. You're going to have to pay a cover charge. The drinks are a little bit more expensive, but it's a good time. Uh, you can also go to Kimono's if mm-hmm. you're into making fun of people during karaoke. Uh, if you like sushi. Or you can sit at the bar at Il Molino and make fun of the really old people hitting on the young chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go to Kimono's and you guys can make fun of other people other than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, have you do karaoke at Kimono's so we can make oh, fun of you. That, that would be won't really take that. cool. <laughs> Let's go. Karaoke heart, cam. My heart won't take that. I can eat all the sushi. I'll sing. The uh, advance. Also, I looked at your dates. You're um, you're, you're going to be here. The last day you're going to be here. The food and wine festival starts. So oh. go to the food and wine festival. Go to the food and wine festival. You're you're leaving on the 29th. So I, I don't know really how how much drinking you want to do that night. I hope he has a late flight. Yeah. Right. Or if if better yet, if you can extend your trip by a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss. It's so that. worth it. You no. do not want to miss that. Watch for cut cam. Yeah. Thing. So you do. Um, I would do. I would go to the boardwalk area after a day at Epcot. Right there, or MGM. If you want to, if you want to walk it or catch the boat, but personally, I would do that. Oh, for sure. So, yes, it is worth it. It's something to see. Walk around, check it out. Um, How about if you do Blizzard Beach in the daytime and then do the boardwalk area at night after your nap? (laughs) If they're they're doing anything about they're doing a lot of parks. So, cool. Well, thank you, Vance, for writing. Thank you, Corey. Mister Close. I have an email from Kimberly in Pittsburgh. Hi, Kimberly. Kimberly says she has a comment and a question. She visited uh, Walt Disney World in December. I'm going to paraphrase her comment. She used an ECV to get around, uh, and she said everyone was wonderful. The people on the bus were wonderful about helping her. Uh, She just felt really well taken care of. She never noticed any difference in the way she was treated. They never made her feel stupid for the way she drove her cart. So... (laughs) And she says in Pittsburgh they do use their R's in their words. So I just wanted to let you know. Here's, Saw that coming. Here's Kimberly's question. How close is the Florida Mall to Walt Disney World? There's a particular store I was hoping to visit the next time I'm down there, and I wondered if cab fare might be the way to go since I tend to use Disney transportation whenever I go to the House of the Mouse. Uh, Kimberly, it's you're either going to have to take a cab or rent a car. Uh, it's not far as far as It's probably 20 miles. Right. I mean, it's still it's in Orlando. It's within a half an hour of Walt Disney World, but it's it's not easy. To, it's not a direct route. There would be directions involved, and there's also uh, it's going to be pricey mm-hmm. to take a cab from there. Yeah, both e- ways. What you're going to be looking at is either uh, a cab or a town car. For the distance that uh, the Florida Mall is from Disney, the pricing for a cab is going to be commensurate with getting a town car to pick you up. You also might yeah. do better doing like a shopping tour. There are a few websites that uh, they'll take you to like the, the outlets. They'll take you to the Florida Mall. It's in a big group of people, but if you plan on doing I a lot of shopping. I wish she would have mentioned which store because then if maybe there's a closer spot yeah. where she could yeah, visit. Kimberly, if you write to the podcast uh, email and tell us what particular store you're interested in, we might be able to help you find one a little bit closer. It might not be the only one in Orlando. Right. Uh, Florida Mall, while it's a terrific mall, isn't all that special uh, yeah it's unique. not that unique right sand lake road is very it has busy every store that every other mall has yeah the, much. More, the more unique stores you're going to find mall wise are going to be the millennium mall mm-hmm. right millennium mall would be much more a much more unique shopping which experience is awesome which is a little bit closer to downtown than the Florida and if you want to feel poor <laughs> if you want to feel it's, it's yeah. a bit upscale i mean they have like the tiffany tiffany there oh yeah it's a very 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 Hugo upscale Boss mall. and louis vuitton 
Right. Yeah, so, not the not the discount outlets either. Right? No, this is the real, this is the real price. deal. So, Kimberly, um, write to us and tell us what store you want to go to, and we'll help you figure out where if you might be able to find something a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. I have one. I have one from Susan Lee, and Susan doesn't tell me where she's from. Uh, in a few weeks, we're all going to Disney for my husband's birthday. We'll be staying at the Polynesian. I brought him a Wii for his birthday, and I'm wondering if to be able to hook it up to the TV at the Poly. Um, absolutely, positively, yes, you'll be able to hook it up to the, to the TV. All of the redone rooms now have the flat panel TVs in them, and they all have uh, external AV hookups. So as long as the Wii has a, a place where you can take the wire and hook it up to any TV, you can definitely do it. Oh, yeah. I think I answered her. I think I sent her an email. Did you? Yeah, because I, I saw that and you know, me and video games. <laughs> I think it's. I think the I think cool thing. Cool. The the information that I like to tell people is because there are these external hookups. You can bring anything. I mean, if you want to bring uh, a CD player, a DVD player for the kids, you know, if they need that to go to sleep at night and watch a movie yeah, or something. I had, a, at night. I had a person call me today and ask me if if they could do that, and I said, just bring the DVD player with you, yep. the portable one. So that's great if you have any game system or any external thing, even your camera. All right. Uh, thank you, John. I have one from Josh in the UK, and he says, I am 17 years old and a massive Disney fan all my life and an even bigger theme park enthusiast. I've never been to Walt Disney World or Disneyland in California. In fact, I have never been to the U.S., but I hope to visit one or both of the resorts in the not-too-distant future. On the other hand, I have been to my more local Disney parks, the Disneyland Resort in Paris, countless number of times, even though it's a scaled-down version of its brother and sister parks in America and the one in Asia, uh, I believe it's still, uh, I believe I still enjoy it just as much. And uh, he goes on to comment that uh, for the last year or so, his life has been, uh, I guess, a little difficult. He was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which is a form of depression. And a few weeks ago, he ended a long-term relationship with, uh, with his girlfriend and uh, kind of made his situation even worse, as he puts it. But this is where... Uh, your podcast has helped me out each week. I look forward to the next episode so I can lose myself in the wonderful world of Disney for a couple of hours and spend ta- spend some time with you guys, the Diz team. You guys seem to make my problems disappear. You make me smile again and giggle, which is something I haven't done in a while. It really makes my day when I get to hear all of you. I love uh, all the content each of uh, you contributes to the show. It inspires me to keep going. It keeps my love for Disney strong. Um, well, Josh, first I want to tell you I appreciate, uh, really appreciate your email. I don't know if you've listened to some of our, our previous shows. In, in one previous show, I had shared that I also uh, suffer from bipolar disorder. So I can absolutely uh, relate with, with what you're feeling. And people that haven't experienced it, people that haven't actually gone through it, it's very, very difficult to explain what that experience is like. And being 17, um, I'm sure it's, it's very even difficult to it, deal that's with. That's even more difficult. Because you've got, you know, just the normal things that go along Except with, at 17. <laughs> with being 17. And, you know, it, it really, I, I wanted to read your email because it really does my heart good to know that, you know, something we're doing here we're is helping. kind of lifting someone's spirits like that. So I can, um, you know, I, I can definitely appreciate what you're saying and I can just offer you this advice. It is never, ever as bad as you think it is. Uh, that if there's one lesson I walked away from my depression with is that especially in the midst of, you know, really bad depressive episodes, 
Um, it, it it looks like things are a lot worse than they really are, and if you can just kind of kind of stick it out, kind of wait it out, make sure you're you know getting you're on the right medications. That's that's critical. That you've got a good doctor that you trust that's that's medicating you properly and that you're taking your medication the way you're supposed to. Um, the biggest problem most people with bipolar disorder have is that they feel better once they start feeling once they're on the upswing because that's what a bipolar is. It's a, extreme highs, extreme lows. When they're on the upswing, they feel better. They stop taking their mm-hmm. meds. And that's when all sorts of problems happen. So I, I'm sorry that you're dealing with it at 17. Um, it's a tough illness to deal with at any age. I'm just really glad that uh, the podcast is, uh, is a source of uh, entertainment and, and pleasure for you. It really is a pleasure for all of us to sit and do it. And, you know, it's great to know that we're helping people plan vacations, but you get an email like this, something I personally can really identify with. This really meant a lot to me, and I'm really glad that you listened to us. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you continue to listen and that you, um, that, that, you, that you win this battle, that you win this battle with bipolar because it's not an easy fight. Can I add something to Josh? Josh talks about never being to the Disneyland or Disney World Disney. However, Josh, there's six people sitting at this table, and I don't think any of us can ever say that we've been to Disneyland Paris, and I'm only going to speak for myself. I'd give my left arm to go. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) So when you sit there thinking to yourself, well, I've never been to those other places, we've never been to yours. Yeah, Yeah, we look at at Disneyland Paris. And And he has it in his backyard. That's right. Right. He just gets in, goes through the channel. (laughs) Yeah. It's I'd even it. like to do that. Well, it's um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's definitely on my, very very high on my list of things I must do before I die is go to Disneyland Paris. So I think sometimes when you're sitting home and you're thinking, you know, I really would like to do this, just think that we're really thinking the same thing. Only we'd yeah. like to come your way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, well, thanks for writing in, Josh. I really do appreciate it, and uh, we wish you well. We all wish you well. Yep. Thanks for sharing your story. Keep it chill, Josh. All right, Bob. Peter, I have one from Jill and Merrick from Fort Collins, Colorado. And Merrick is our youngest, I think, uh, podcast fan. He's four months old. and uh, He apparently types quite well. <laughs> he, he He's advanced. a prodigy. Well, his, his, mother Jill, his mother, Jill, is the typer. What did Merrick do? <laughs> Dictate this? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Jill. Okay, you start these things. Don't look at me. Yeah, really. really. You're the one. You're the one who does the setup. It's a four-month-old son. Okay, here it is. <laughs> hey, all. First, I, I gotta say that I have been a listener of the Dids podcast from the very beginning, four and months. I look forward to my weekly Diz updates. This is Jill talking. Now. I was just gonna say now. This isn't Merrick. I'll let you know when Merrick is I'm talking. Sorry. When Merrick kicks in. Okay. okay. Will you use a different voice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> during during her pregnancy, I'm sure there's a hat that goes along with being your podcast. Were puppet were my motivation to keep in shape by walking my dogs to the length of the podcast. Well, she must have walked a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a few episodes that probably killed you. Yeah, <laughs> walking she for never hours. got back home again. She's going shut up. She's still walking. <laughs> your so. dogs are thinking, take the iPod out. <laughs> So she sa- says, I have a seven, uh, no, she has a four-week-old son now, and as a result, I missed out on about a month's worth of podcasts as my normal life came to a screeching halt. Okay, I can understand that. I recently took the time to get those missed podcasts on my iPod, and I listened 
to them on my speaker system while doing midnight feedings with my son Merrick. He had a feeling he finds the voices of those on the round table as equally, if not more, soothing than my voice. Isn't that nice? Wow. That's very nice. I'll nice? sing. Wait till he hears that thing about the bus times. So <laughs> he seems to want to go back. Wait, this is the most important part of the whole email. He seems particularly fond of Bob's voice, although he didn't find that Simpson voice toy all that enjoyable. None of us did. I I actually tried to take it back, and they wouldn't take it. Which really <laughs> the only person alive that would try and return a three ninety nine piece of plastic. Well, it was six ninety nine. It didn't meet my didn't meet my expectations. And I'm going to boycott Seven Eleven because of it. It's not fair. They didn't take it back because they didn't give me a receipt. That's just not fair. It was their fault. They didn't give me the... Anyway, that's oh something else. Merrick's anyway. getting older. Let's go. Merrick. Uh, <laughs> Merrick's three years old. Okay. <laughs> now on to the question. That wasn't it? No. <laughs> Hi, Merrick. Boy, Merrick. Today, is, today is the day for Bob's 20-minute build-ups. Merrick, Merrick's getting a T-shirt along with Jill this week. Yeah, I can send a baby onesie. Oh, good. Very cool. Uh, on to the question. We, against the vice of, of you folks, are braving Walt Disney World this December with our little man, who will be six months old. We are taking the grandparents for added support. They are DVC we members. babysitting. Yeah, exactly. babysitters. We are DVC members staying at uh, Sarasota Springs. Saratoga. Saratoga. <laughs> oh, my God. I wrote it wrong, too. And I had time to... I'm sorry. Saratoga Springs. Is there a question somewhere in the future? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, next. No. <laughs> and I've read some things on the boards about shipping items to the resor- <laughs> resort prior to your arrival. Do you folks have any confirmed info on that? How early to ship? How to address the package, etc.? She's sending Merrick down, isn't she? Baby necessity. We're thinking of shipping down the baby... Necessities. Oh, shipping down the baby. No. Poke holes in the box. Also, we, ati- uh, we typically have done just a basic grocery store stop at Goodings in the past. But since we are now going to be a party of five on this trip, instead of just uh, the two of them, what are some economical grocery store options in the area? Uh, they'll have a rental car. So, okay. I called over at Saratoga, Saratoga. Toga Springs and... The information I got was, yeah, you can ship stuff down, the necessities that you you want, but uh, and you can ship them to Saratoga Springs, one nine six zero Broadway, Lake Buena Vista, Florida, zip codes three two eight three zero. Lake what? I'll send this in your email. <laughs> Sorry, Lake, Buena, Lake what? Buena Vista. Oh, Buena. That oh, was, I thought you said Bona. No, Buena Vista. Like have. Bona Vista. No, like Buena That's v- where those dinosaurs No, I said it fast. Buena Vista. Uh, oh, he's trying to get Buena, his Spanish. You haven't said yeah. anything fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to... Ad- this isn't the important stuff now. You want to address it, care of the front desk and attention and put your name on the package. And then... Uh, ship it, and I'd have it get there. They're telling me you should get it there like five days prior to your arrival. And so they have time to go through it. Yeah, so they can use whatever they need. Yeah, they can sell and whatever, then, sell your personal belongings. If I was shipping it, I'd make sure that I got 
I'd track it, and then when, once it's there, I'd call the hotel. If you were shipping, it would also be wrapped in duct tape. That would be, too, and, and, and it'd Christmas probably be lights. in a banana box along with that. So, God. <laughs> she has also another section of the email. My stomach is growling louder and louder, Bob. Okay. To Peter, <laughs> we went to Walt Disney World when I was 18 weeks pregnant with Merrick. Unfortunately, we didn't know if he was a he or she at the time of his visit. They are tough to tell prior to 20 weeks. My bit of advice to your nephew's girlfriend to go through all the queue lines and for the rides that the rest of you go on and take the time to enjoy all the rides that they may normally skip over uh, as being the kiddie or boring attractions. She's just saying go through the queue lines. Right. So that was her tip. She just wanted to share with us. Oh, that's nice. So, that was nice. I do so, appreciate that. Merrick, go to sleep. And really quick, we, you missed the part about the cheap shopping. Uh, right on 535, oh, yeah. a short drive away from Goodings, is, you're going to find um, a Walmart, a super Walmart store. And if you go in the other direction, there's a Winn-Dixie. There's the Winn-Dixie, Winn-Dixie. yeah. Walmart, right. I think you're going to do better with things like my, diapers. And my brother-in-law is, is one of the store managers of that Winn-Dixie. That's a great Winn-Dixie. And there's also a Walgreens right down that if you take a left at the end of Hotel Boulevard. So Goodings, Goodings will be more expensive. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're getting ripped off at Goodings, I'm sorry. So and if you are looking for diapers, John's right. Walmart's going to be your best bet for that right. type of stuff. Don't chip down too much stuff. You can find almost anything you want at that yeah, Walmart. She's probably thinking here. like playpen, you know, a place for the baby to sleep. There's going to be a pack and play in your room. So oh, you really? won't need oh, okay. that. Yeah, I mean, be ca- don't take into consideration what you're shipping down and what you really need to ship down. Unless it's imperative, you know, pack him a suitcase for some of that stuff and just throw it in the, as his suitcase. Bob, have you had a baby in this century? Uh, I've had a baby. <laughs> He gets a suitcase. He's got, he's got two young grandchildren. I got a no, grandchildren. I know he does. But I'm talking about century. you personally having a baby in your house every day. I had Brian. No, sweetheart. I said in this century. It's true. <laughs> Brian was born before this century. 1980. No, I'm just saying that nowadays I babies come with a lot of extra stuff. I remember all <laughs> the extra stuff I used to bring with Brian. Yeah. Rope to tie the totem poles. Duct tape. If she needs some uh, suggestions on, you know, what would be good to ship down, might want to send us a list of what you're planning to, and we can have a few of our um, of our moms take a look at it and yep. give you some suggestions on, uh, you know, what you should ship and what you would be what would be better to pick up uh, locally. I may not be a mom, so. but I'm a really good aunt and sister. Well, I can give go. advice. You are. <laughs> That's good. So That's it. Is that it? Can you read That's emails it. faster than Bob? I hope. There was a lot of stuff in that one, and I wanted to just and well, and we appreciate her writing. We really do. Thank you. Mine's from Mindy, and she is in Massachusetts. Greetings, Diz team. My husband and I love your podcast. This year, we're taking a hiatus from our annual trip to Disney. I'm sorry, it's funny because it has to do with children. <laughs> She's giving birth to their first child oh, this year. Another thing. So. Um, she says since she can't go to Disney this year, she listens to the podcast to keep the magic alive. She's going to be returning next year, and they're considering a stay at the Swan or Dolphin. They're both high school teachers and want to take advantage of that teacher rate at the end of August, and they've stayed at the Swan before, not the Dolphin. They're wondering if we have any opinions regarding which offers better accommodations. Um, the reason I chose your email, Mindy, is because I want to say stay at the Dolphin. Don't stay at the Swan again. I mean, it's just it's a beautiful hotel, but I think the Dolphin is a much more there's more going on it's more open it's yeah an active experience yeah yeah and i i think swan's a little smaller less rooms 
Uh, and your places to eat, like kimonos and il molino, are only open for dinner, pretty much. Right, right, right. Yeah. If you're if you're at the Swan and you want, like, you know, uh, you're going to be constantly going to the Dolphin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever you want. Over. What was your recommendation? The Dolphin. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Do that. I mean, either way, I mean, you're getting a beautiful room, but oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I think I would say the Dolphin. Mm-hmm. I just want to add uh, about discounts. They haven't come out yet for that time period. They're only uh, booking uh, discounts. We don't through. have teacher discounts for August. Not this yet. It's going to be next year. Uh, 2008. Right. Oh, 2008. 2008. Oh, 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 oh. Next okay. year. Uh, is this August? I just want to avoid some of the emails that I'll be answering. Right now, it's through June 30th. The discounts have been released, and you know, as we another month or so, we will probably get the whole the whole year. But right now, it's just through June thirtieth. So just hang in there, and we'll get them for you in a, as quick as we can. I just want to extend congratulations to her. It yes, is her first congratulations. baby. Congratulations, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, new fan. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Martin. Yeah, I have an email from Sharon Mooney. She didn't write where she was from. Hi guys, love your podcast. Question for you. Am I going to ruin my day if I ride Mission Space? I'm a big space junkie, love anything to do with flight, air shows, etc. But I get motion sick on things that go round and round. Is this ride going to ruin my day? Please yeah. say no. Well, uh, I, get get mo- motion- I, I get motion sick on things that go round and round. I think I'm the only person at this table that's been on Mission Space. Yeah. What's his name? <clears throat> it's she, Sharon. Sharon? See, I can't do the teacups, but I can do we Mission Space. It, it's, it's a different type of spinning. No. But they no. have stationary seats on. Yeah, they, they space do. Now. You mean you can do that one first? If you're a fan of space stuff, walk the queue, look at all the stuff they have, and do then the look, mild version first. Yeah, do them. If then even that, at that point, look inside the thing to think if you think you're going to be sick or upset. Yeah. Because it's, it's not just day. that it spins around; it's also kind of close well, quarters. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a centrifuge, so it may it may makes you stick to your seat. That's the that's what they really try to get you to do. But if you um makes your white blood cells separate too. If you if you do ride it. The one that doesn't stay stationary. Like a Gravitron at the it fair. Is. It's oh. exactly what it, exactly. <laughs> what See, it I never got sick on those. I was always able to do those. See, I can't. If, don't the teacups will ruin yeah. my day. This does not. I've been on it several times. If you do go on it, stay. Keep your eyes focused on the screen. Do not. Tr- don't turn your head because th- then then you might get disoriented um, yeah. as to where you are, and and just, you'll realize you're spinning. Yeah. Look straight ahead. So look straight ahead. Keep keep your eyes on the on the screen, and you'll be fine. Uh, I, I don't. I can't promise that, but I. I get motion sick, and I can do that without a problem. I think it'll ruin her day. If I she's that yeah. susceptible yeah, to ruin her I think it's going to ruin her day. I have, this is the one ride in all of Walt Disney World that I have yet to go on. Well, Julie, Julie, you've oh, been and on And you it. know what? No, I'm not on. going on it. My, my, gen, <laughs> my general rule of thumb, my general rule of thumb, when in doubt, do without. If you're That's not right. sure... You know, that you we're talking about possibly ruining one one day of your vacation. Or, How long are you down here for? You know, you're probably going to be down here for a week. Do you really want to risk one full day of your vacation being ruined because at least one? Do the stationary be. one if you're unsure, and then if you just talking about it's you. making me feel sick. <laughs> really. All right. Well, thank you, Corey. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the question, Sharon. Thank you for writing in. Kevin. I have an email from Rebecca Sutter in Fort Worth, Texas. Rebecca says, I made my dining reservations, my ADRs, 180 days in advance for 12 family members, but only four of us are going. I called to change my ADRs from 12 people to four people, and Disney said, no, you can't do this. I will lose all of my reservations. I tried to rebook, but they're not going to let it happen because the restaurants are full. So I have ADRs for 12 people. Will you please let no people... 
Will you please let people know that you can drop ADRs, but you cannot change them? I feel bad taking up more seats than I need. Do you think I should just go or do you think I just got hold of a grumpy employee? I am of the firm belief that you keep asking until you find somebody who says yes. However, if the restaurants are full, that means they would have to make you a new reservation before they could cancel your old reservation. This is what I talk about Disney's reservations being flawed. They can't turn that reservation into a reservation for four and then a new reservation available for eight people. They're going to cancel you out. Their reservations are booked. You're going to lose. I apologize. This is awful. I say just keep your reservations for 12 people. Yep. yep. What you're going to do then is you're going to make somebody's day who's standing at the walk-up podium. Exactly. I realize that this is not the best situation, but again, you have to work within the parameters that Disney sets. If they're going to put up the hurdles, it's your job as a consumer to jump over them. Absolutely. I also suggest calling back. This is another case of you might get a different answer. You might get another cast member or, who might you know, go above always... and beyond and overbook for you and knowing that you're going to cancel. Or, you know, go the route of saying, hey, look, I'm upset about this and ask to speak to a manager and say, you know, and demand some satisfaction. Say, look, you know what? Don't tell me that, you know, I can't free up eight seats in this restaurant. There's no way for you to do that. There's got to be a way. Well, here's my gut feeling. If you still run into this hurdle, keep your ADR for 12. You've done what you can. Yep, absolutely. So um, mention it to them at the podium when you get there. Right. They're going to end up putting. They don't have a table for twelve anyway. They're going to have to put multiple tables together to accommodate. It's just what. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Their system is really, it's flawed. And I understand that they have as many restaurants as they have, but you're dealing with a system, and as a consumer, you have to deal with it. And I say, just do what you need to do to make sure your family has. Their reservation, especially when you did it 180 days in advance, you're right. following all the rules. So. That's it, Rebecca. That's my feeling on it. Oh, great. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Kevin. And thanks, everybody. That uh, That's going to do it for our email show this week. We hope you enjoyed uh, our show. And if you'd like us to read your email on the show, all you have to do is send us an email to podcast at www.info.com. And if we read it on the show, we will send you your own Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And uh, also next week is uh, the one-year anniversary of uh, the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Woo-hoo. And uh, not sure what I'm doing. I'm not sure I'm gonna put something something the cool. The anniversary. On. Go vote for us at Podcast Alley. Leave and a comment on iTunes. <laughs> there you go, Corey. Get it in there. All right, folks, that'll do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed uh, the show, and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. You all have a great week. Bye.